0: When you look up at the sky, it seems we're separate from it. When you look at the universe, you think you're separate from it. But you and you, I, Charlotte, all this equipment, everything that we see, touch, is the universe. All the elements that a human is made of, the earth is made of, is the universe. So we are the universe, right? We aren't, we are not part of it. We are it because there is no separation between the universe and us.
1: Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. I'm Keith Fivesen, your host. On this show, I had the pleasure of speaking with Matthias Schmidt. He's an avid solar eclipse chaser and astronomy educator who's been involved in astronomy outreach for over 10 years, teaching kids and adults about the wonders of space. Mateus had a thriving career in financial services, then was the executive producer of the Space Racers TV show. But after a solar eclipse, he decided to chase the stars and complete his graduate certificate in astronomy from Swinburne University. He is currently working on his master's of science in astronomy, he works for the National Park Service, and runs a thriving stargazing company near Zion, Utah. On this show, Mateus offers his insightful perspectives on how the stars connect us to the mysteries of the cosmos, galaxies millions of light years away, and our celestial neighborhood. But more importantly, how they connect us nearby to each other by opening us up to transform our perceptions about all human beings. I love this show. I love speaking with Mateus. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Mateus. Hey, 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 Matthias, Schmidt, what is happening? What is going on, man? <laughs>
0: the heavens just opened and oh. it was just pouring down. Oh, um, And now the sun is shining, which is a, a great analogy about life itself, that there oh. is a constant change of oh. your environments and the conditions that you create and how oh. to interpret you know your 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 karma, right? How to view what is going on from your uh, the lens that has been covered by oh. all this suit, uh,
1: oh. from
0: previous lives. So.
1: Oh my God! Oh my goodness! I just oh wow! Like you just you just dropped a whole bunch of wisdom and knowledge on us, Matthias. Math- come on, seriously like you know seriously uh that is that that's like super heavy so where do you get this sort of view of cosmology from where do where does that come from like i i i i'm so interested let me just back up i'm so interested in your story you have such a great story and you know when i look at uh where you've been and where you came from and what you're doing and where you are uh i've been privy and i've been blessed by you know, uh, being involved in one of your Stargazing Zion tours, uh, which has been fantastic. You know, uh, Charlotte, my wife and I, you know, went on your tour, and I know you from inside and outside uh, of that tour. Uh, So what I'm really interested is, you know, tell me who you are and uh, where. how did you get to, you know, what's the arc of your story and how you got to do these tours and, you know, your work in stargazing as as an astronomer and as somebody who is studying the cosmological framework of life in the universe. Mm. (laughs) There
0: was one pivotal moment, you know, there were plenty of pivotal moments in my life, but one that really changed the trajectory to a different orbit, no pun intended, which was. August 27, 2017, in Oregon, I saw a total solar eclipse. Hmm. And uh,
1: 2011, wow.
0: 2017, sorry, 17. Okay. August twenty-first, wow. two 2017, which was wow. the last total solar eclipse in the United States. There will be another one April 8, 2024. But mm-hmm. back then I was living in New York and working in New York for a kids TV show and I went to uh, Oregon to do like a little uh, uh, outreach event at a local high school to talk about the science behind the eclipse mm. and uh, um i have i have seen partial solar eclipses before but this was my first total solar eclipse and we were standing in the middle of nowhere in oregon and you look mm-hmm. towards the horizon and it looks like a gigantic thunderstorm is approaching it is getting dark but mm. the sky is clear there are no clouds in the sky Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden this was the progression of the moon's disc moving in front of the Mm -hmm. sun and all of a sudden it is dark and all you can see is this black hole in the sky Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. the sun was just a moment ago the uh, the
1: now now wait a second is this the same solar eclipse that we remember trump looking up at with the with the with the was that like back yes yeah, that was the one where he actually did look at the, you're not supposed to look at the sun, but he looked at the sun, right?
0: You're not supposed to look at the sun without proper solar filters right, during the right. partial phase. Right, and, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a very uh, a thin uh, uh, path, which is mm-hmm. called the path of totality, mm-hmm. which is about 60 miles wide, 50, 60 miles wide,
1: right.
0: where you experience totality. The mm. other uh, locations, you only experience a partial totality which can be up to 99 percent, where mm-hmm. a, a small sliver of the sun still peeks mm-hmm. out but right. you get the full effect and you want to be in the path of totality and in washington dc in the capital uh, there mm-hmm. was uh, i think an 80 percent totality so yes mm-hmm. you're not supposed to look at the sun without proper solar
1: Got it. filters mm-hmm.
0: so the there was all of a sudden a black hole in the middle of the sky and my brain was just my left and my right side of the brain mm. Did not communicate well, and mm-hmm. my primal part of the uh, of the uh, brain was just want- just wanted to run away and mm-hmm. was totally af- afraid and in fear. Mm. And there was a little girl next to me, a teenager that was mm-hmm. jumping up and down. Uh, mm. uh, 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 it is happening! It is happening! Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. totally excited. And I was looking at what's going on, and I thought, "This is amazing! I have never seen anything like this." Mm. And during the total um, phase, you, uh, you see the sun's corona, which is mm-hmm. its very faint uh, atmosphere. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a ghostly apparition, uh, a veil uh, that mm-hmm. surrounds the sun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then this lasted two minutes, and then the moon uh, moves away, and then mm-hmm. you have a partial phase again. And I felt
1: mm.
0: so invigorated, so...
1: <laughs> Transformed. S-
0: transformed. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. when people talk about a spiritual experience, Mm -hmm. this was one for me. So Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I got back to New York because we're so tiny, right? In the big Mm -hmm. sea of the cosmic ocean, we Mm -hmm. are just floating on a little walnut Mm -hmm. dinghy, being just thrown up and down by these Is
1: it fair to say you had like an existential moment?
0: I, I'm German. I have existential crises all the time.
1: <laughs> Not crisis. I said an moment. Existential- yeah. yeah.
0: Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no no. German, we we, can, we can go
1: into the German stuff a little. I later. know. I'm sorry. It's just it's just can't help it. So um, yeah. I came
0: back to New York and I thought uh-huh. this is wonderful because I you know going back 30 years when I was in school in Germany I was in engineering school I was. Uh-huh. Uh, in physics a physics major and i went to university to study uh, to become a physicist but mm-hmm. uh I, I was lacking the social maturity to uh, mm-hmm. survive and grind uh, through uh, challenging times in school right. so 30 years later i thought this is amazing i want to do science and astronomy
1: so right and you I- had but but you had like that that was your so that was your O M G moment right like your yeah oh my god this is really unbelievable I I want to give my life over to that but you had like suffered for many years you I, I believe you had this Wall Street job and you were involved in some other things right I mean that sounds like night and day it doesn't sound like it sounds night like that day. wasn't cutting it for you right
0: night and day so yeah I was in in finance in New York. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, after another panic attack in 2010 mm-hmm. I decided I had enough and I wanted to do something fulfilling with my life so mm-hmm. uh, and uh, during that time because I had anxiety mm-hmm. and panic attacks I um I signed up for this course at the Tibet house mm-hmm. uh, uh, contemplative science and the art of self-healing right, right. Uh, um, um, managed by the nalanda institute Mm -hmm. that's where
1: um, where we both went so i know you from there yeah
0: exactly that's where we met and where we where we both went and Mm -hmm. where we met so Mm
1: -hmm. i guess we're both dealing with you know angst and existential angst now i i that's where my angst was probably you know why am i why am i here what is my life about what's my purpose you know, where, how, what am I going to do, uh, be, be between now and the point that I die? Yeah. How am I going to make meaning out of this?
0: Yeah. yeah. Correct. Wonderful. Wonderfully put. So, uh, and back then in like 2011, uh, mm-hmm. 2012, I was already on a different path than mm-hmm. before. And this mm. was, an acceleration what happened in 2017. This Mm -hmm. further propelled me. So Mm -hmm. I became active in the astronomy club in New York, Mm -hmm. which are wonderful people. And I started teaching at an after school program in Mm -hmm. Harlem astronomy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I uh, signed up for my master's in astronomy at Swinburne University in Australia. Wow.
1: Wow. So you had like this OMG moment that changed your life. It changed the trajectory of your life you know, and like, because I have to say, I mean, you know, people people don't know where we're going in terms of our conversation, but we, my wife and I had met you in Zion National Park in Utah, and we had literally ourselves one of those OMG moments, and we hadn't had the kind of, you know, lunar eclipse, you know, uh, solar eclipse kind of capability that you did. I mean, you had that You had that moment so here you are you go back to stool and then like you're here in new york and 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 then you kind of just say i'm gonna become an astronomer is that what happens
0: Uh, yes i was kind of on that path and then in 2020 Mm uh during the pandemic i was in my shoebox apartment in new Mm -hmm. york and uh i was uh uh, we had a lockdown and a curfew and uh, I was uh, uh, trying to meditate. And when mm-hmm. you have this uh, uh, fight-flight-freeze mm-hmm. response...
1: Mm-hmm. amygdala yeah, hijacking, yeah.
0: Total hijacking. Mm-hmm. You're in your mental and physical prison. Mm-hmm. And I was asking myself, what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. This, is mm-hmm. a, this is an opportunity. And right when I say opportunity, you know, I had an apartment. You know, mm-hmm. I was able to pay my rent and so on so this was more you know not a not a physical Mm -hmm. opportunity but it was a more mental opportunity um and uh, i -hmm. said to myself i want to be out west i want to be out in nature Mm -hmm. and uh, i've been in new york for 15 years at that point and i want to do astronomy or science Mm. wow so i uh, started applying for jobs out Mm -hmm. west uh teaching jobs and um uh, the first uh, um, resume. So, uh, I have a friend who is a graphic designer in Argentina mm-hmm. who I met at the total solar eclipse mm-hmm. in Argentina in 2019.
1: Wow. Uh-huh.
0: So I asked him to design my resume, which he did. And mm-hmm. when he sent me the first draft, I started crying because I thought if I can't get a job with this resume, I will never get a job. <laughs> so right. There's another connection right. meeting someone total solar eclipse and uh, i started applying for uh, jobs and uh, there was a teaching job as a science teacher at a charter school in arizona and mm-hmm. i applied on monday tuesday they called me back wednesday I, I had a zoom interview thursday they offered me the job wow and i wow. thought this was during the pandemic when we had wow. you know, uh, 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 20 30 million unemployed uh-huh. people wow. How many they were you know don't quote me on that number wow. um yeah. And I thought, okay, I don't want to necessarily teach biology Mm -hmm. uh, 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 to high schoolers. I want to do, you know, I would do physics or astronomy.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Because I wanted to accelerate my masters. So I said, thank you. And then a few weeks later, I saw this job at uh, a national park in Utah as a dark skies coordinator, which is basically doing astronomy outreach and night sky programs and uh, I applied for the job, and uh, I they offered me the job, and I said, "Okay, I'll come out." And my boss said, "You know, Matthias, uh, we we thought you're crazy enough to move from New York City to Cedar City, which is Cedar City is like uh, not even a block, you know, uh, in terms of uh, population. You know, we should give you a chance." So, uh, and I. Uh, packed everything up, uh, got a moving company, and uh, bought a car and drove out west. Amazing,
1: and, uh, amazing! That's absolutely and, uh, amazing. That's, it, yeah, uh, so th- well,
0: so the first you. night, you know, I left New York on uh, on a Saturday afternoon after the move was packed, everything up, mm-hmm. drove across the George Washington, Bridge and uh, did not shed a tear. I was grateful that I had the experience mm-hmm. in right. New York and. Uh, right. And uh, the, I didn't know where I was going to stop the first night. So I saw right. on the side of the road, driving through Pennsylvania, this sign for Punxsutawney.
1: Mm-hmm. Punxsutawney Phil, yeah.
0: Punxsutawney Phil, <laughs> Groundhog Day, <laughs> the typical quintessential Buddhist right. movie. And I thought, right. this is my favorite movie. I got to stay there. <laughs> so I stayed in Punxsutawney at the Groundhog Inn. And uh, I saw Phil the next morning. And... Um, uh, right. it's like Bill and Murray in the movie right you know he has this strange view of uh, uh how to use this day after day to uh uh uh, uh get into uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh uh Andy McDowell mm-hmm. um right right uh, yeah, and
1: great movie pursuer. You
0: know? Great movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't want to live anymore because it's not working. And then yeah. he's trying to kill himself. Same, same old, again. same
1: old. Yeah, yeah.
0: Same old, same old. And then he realizes what he needs to do and which needs is what he change.
1: does. Needs to change his life. Needs to needs change, to change, the change story. his story. Change the change story.
0: Change the story with his conditions. Yeah, and, change the story. You know, change your life. He mm-hmm. had the great aspiration, and I'll come to this in a moment. He had the great aspiration mm-hmm. to eliminate the suffering of other people, right? Mm-hmm. He was helping these old ladies with the with a broke with a flat tire. He caught this little kid that was falling off the tree. He was trying to help the homeless person, uh, you know, his insurance agent, Nat Ryerson, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. every, mm-hmm. so he's helping every single person that he can. Mm. And, um, which is essentially the great aspiration of the Bodhisattva. And, right. Right. a few weeks ago, you know, when you take the Bodhisattva vow, uh-huh. and, um, a few weeks ago I you know because I have the great aspiration and a few weeks ago I realized it's too much Mm. I have to start smaller Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I have to start with the small aspiration to eliminate my own suffering which Mm. Mm -hmm. might take several more lifetimes even though I tell myself I would like this to be my last rebirth
1: Mm. so Mm.
0: I have to realize because I'm an ambitious person, right? Mm. I have a tendency to be impatient. Uh. I want to be there
1: for other people and do good. Mm -hmm. Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's back, let's back, let's back, back back the truck up. Back the truck up. (laughs) Back the truck Beep, 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 beep. So, so like, okay. Wait, because I think what we did was we, sort of went into the went into the metaverse somewhere or Meta- we went into yeah. the universe somewhere. So so like backing it up, like here you are, we went from Puxitone to Phil, we wind up over in, in, in Utah, in we Utah, wind up in and yeah. and and we wind up working with the National Park Service. And you start like saying, okay, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and spread the word. I'm gonna go ahead and let other people see what I see. And you create this thing called Stargazing Zion, right? I mean, you create that and you have that opportunity to do that. So, you know, what inspired you to start with Stargazing Zion? Was it just the idea that I'm going to spread the word and I'm going to go ahead and give this to other people? Was it financial or was it all the above or was it kind of like, you know, you just sort of said, hey, let's let's get this thing going?
0: It's the people you meet which seem to be, by chance, that open doors to things mm-hmm. that you could not have imagined. So mm-hmm. last summer through the local astronomy club in St. George, I met Adam, who does a tubing business in Zion, where mm-hmm. you know he and his girlfriend Hannah uh, have a tubing business, and you get on these tubes and you float down the Virgin mm-hmm. River. Right and uh, uh, adam reached out and was looking for an astronomy outreach person and mm-hmm. i talked to him i met him and he had this idea to do mm-hmm. a stargazing business mm-hmm. um in mm-hmm. in close to zion in virgin mm-hmm. and uh, i love i love the idea mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. because uh, the, the zion national park is an international dark sky location and um, mm-hmm. most people in the United States have never seen the Milky Way, and Mm -hmm. Zion gets a lot of visitors Mm -hmm. uh, every Mm -hmm. year. And Mm. it is what I love to do, to talk about the stars, the night sky, the universe. So Mm -hmm. I met Adam and Hannah, wonderful people. Mm -hmm. and We worked the whole summer to Mm -hmm. set up a program, the location, the Mm -hmm. equipment the front end of the business, the booking system, the marketing, mm. they are excellent marketing and operational people. And right. we developed a program a two-hour program and, uh, uh, showed it to some friends and got some feedback from them. And then we started, that was last uh, Oh man, it's
1: so, it's so great. I mean, it's really like, it's, it's, it's like, it's the difference between, you know, getting into a. An old used car where somebody says, Hey, look at that star, uh, versus getting into a Rolls Royce kind of program. I mean, if I, I hate to materialize it, so forgive me, but no, you know, okay. it's just, a, it's just such, you're so upscale, you're just sort of do it right. It's so first class and so really nice. You've got these wonderful bean bags in the field, you use these low lights, you've got even coffee and cocoa. I love that. You know, it was really, it was elegant it was very and then you know like on top of it all you've got these incredibly powerful telescopes that look at the night sky and you set them up so that you know they're programmable and you know we well, Charlotte and I love seeing Jupiter the you know the rings of Saturn the milky way you bring them through and then you got these great light lasers you know i was it was like you know seriously it's like it's like having a You know uh being in a spaceship without having to go anywhere you know it was it was amazing it was absolutely amazing you know so do you get a lot of people that react the same way (laughs) do you get a lot of people that react the same way i do seriously what
0: yeah i am still surprised Uh in uh, the most wonderful way some people say this is one of the i came here i came to zion just for this this is one of the best things I've done in my life. This uh-huh. is amazing. And it's wonderful to hear these things because I see this every night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when people react that way and connect with the universe, which is always there, mm-hmm. and um, have kind of a, uh, a a great experience and come away with a sense of wonder, mm-hmm about what they experienced what they have seen that is awesome Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. why i do i do this for myself because i love what i do but i want to share this with other people and that people get away with this come away with this experience this response is absolutely awesome
1: so i want to ask you a question around that because you know it's like uh aha it's like an an omg moment you know we talk about the we started talking about this uh, you know, you dropped some knowledge in terms of, I said, what is happening, what's going on? And we kind of went into the depths of, you know, the uh, idea of the co- cosmology, if you will, about, you know, the beginning, the end, the eternal, whatever. I I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I guess my question to you is, what is it that makes it so incredible? Why? I mean, we're all we're doing is looking up at the sky. So what what do you think it is? maybe and you know it's I, I asked you that not on a on a surface level but i'm i'm wondering because you you're a pretty deep guy and you've got some you know you've got you, you know you're a spiritual guy and i understand that so i want to hear maybe from a buddhist perspective or from a shunyata viewpoint or whatever it is like what is it and maybe people don't understand what shunyata is but tell me what you think it is
0: I uh, it's an it's an excellent question Keith and I think and I feel there are two levels going on there. One is the physical and the material element where when you look up at the sky, it seems we're separate from it. When you look at the universe, you think you're separate from from it. But you and you i charlotte all this equipment everything that we see touch is the universe we the elements that we are made of were forged in the cores of very massive stars and doing supernova events and doing the merger of neutron stars so all the elements that a human is made of the earth is made of the uh, the the heavy elements the i'm not going to go into science Mm -hmm. but is the universe so we are the universe right we aren't we are not part of it we are it Mm because there is no separation between the universe and us and when Mm -hmm. you look at all these stars
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that there are planets around these stars you look at galaxies galaxies Mm -hmm. are made up of billions of stars Mm that you are looking. This is like a mirror, right? The universe is looking at itself through your eyes. Mm -hmm. So there is kind of the, you know, the, the, the physical connection between Mm -hmm. the energy from the sun, for Mm -hmm. example, that is providing the heat, Mm -hmm. light Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. energy for life to be sustained on our Mm -hmm. planet. Mm -hmm. The elements that we are made of.
1: Hmm. We are the universe.
0: So from a scientific or for a physical, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing. You right. also look at the past, right? Mm-hmm. You you look at the past because the, the speed limit of the universe is the speed of light. Mm-hmm. And light takes time to get to your eyes. And when you look at
1: stars, you see. So what are stars? Are they, are they, are they universes or galaxies or, uh, or, uh, I, I mean. You know when i look at gal the galaxy you know that's one thing if i look yep. at our our universe that's yep. another thing so what we're looking at in stars is we're looking at multiple universes yeah
0: so a star is like the sun
1: uh-huh right okay. and stars mm-hmm. like the sun right
0: and then when you look at our milky way that is hundreds of billions of stars right gravitationally uh, bound to each other at the mm-hmm. core of a galaxy you have a supermassive black hole a concentration of stars and mm-hmm. that is the Milky Way then right. you look at other galaxies which right. are like our Milky Way Galaxy again which are hundreds of billions or even more stars mm-hmm. gravitationally bound right so,
1: so the
0: universe the- is made up of mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, uh, galaxies, which mm-hmm. are made up of uh, black holes, gas, dust, mm-hmm. uh, dark matter, stars, planets, asteroids, and so on. Got it. And our universe is the content of uh, uh, everything in it, including all the galaxies, including all now the dark energy, the dark matter. So Mm -hmm. our universe, the universe, Mm -hmm. the cosmos is what we are able to observe with Mm -hmm. our eyes and telescopes. So there's different levels and hierarchies of structure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Universe is the biggest. Mm -hmm. The Greeks call it cosmos. It means Mm -hmm. order. And Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not Mm -hmm. there are other universes out there, some Mm -hmm. people have this philosophical concept of multiverses. Mm
1: -hmm. We don't know. Right right so our galaxy when we think of our galaxy and then we look up in the stars and we see all these all these other galaxies right yes then i mean there's a flip out moment where you kind of go oh well you know there are planets that are you know there are planets that are going around those suns and there are potential people that are going or that are looking at us that are wondering oh where are they and how far are they and you know so you there there is this recognition and awe of just how small we are yes, within yes. the construct of the universe where we see all these other galaxies and we see all these other you know all all these all these planet potential planet all these life forms that we don't even know so there is this sense of wonder right it's it's really kind of a holy moment of sorts yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it's feeling incredibly small right tiny you see how the vastness Mm -hmm. of the universe Mm -hmm. so and then you wonder Mm -hmm. or not gosh i'm tiny what what Mm -hmm. in the big scheme of things are really my problems Mm -hmm.
1: right and Mm -hmm.
0: where are we coming from where are we going some of the most fundamental questions that a human can ask Mm -hmm. and um and then right the 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 transition to the spiritual mm-hmm. from the physical to now these questions: right. what am, What am I?
1: Mm-hmm. How
0: did I come into existence? Mm-hmm. Where am I going? What am I doing? That is the spiritual, uh, almost unanswerable or unanswerable mm-hmm. uh, question that right. can people that people uh, can occupy themselves with for their mm-hmm. whole life.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's like. Uh... It's that sort of ziggy stardust moment, you know, we're made of oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sulfur, sodium, yes. chloride, magnesium, all of the stuff that's made of stardust, right? And we are stars ourselves. So it's that yes. that, that ability to kind of be 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 transformed and and it really is it I mean, so it, when we talk about the heavens, you know yeah. I mean when you look at all the faiths out there and I I want to like drop down to a like a sacred moment right because there is I mean there is this moment of sacredness that that is ineffable you know uh, that you, you there are no words for it yeah you know and uh, you do have that moment how do you think that we've lost that or need that? in the everyday do you think we still have that sense of awe and wonder and you know i know you went out there you know where you've got this dark sky i mean we're losing some of that now and I'm, I'm i'm wondering what your thoughts are and you know where is the uh where is our need to go ahead and and really kind of you know not lose our sense of nature who we are because this is really you know who we are i mean the cell between the cell phones and the tvs and the lights of broadway you know people have kind of lost their center in some respect
0: the sense we always will have a sense of wonder it's mm-hmm. these things are never gone mm. they're just lost mm-hmm. for a while when people come out and they have this sense of wonder that mm-hmm. they've always had because we we all were once children who had a sense of wonder about everything
1: mm.
0: and it's not different we're still these kids this insanely curious species mm-hmm. and uh, to reconnect with this is an opportunity mm-hmm. to think about how we can make this potentially available to more people and mm-hmm. light Pollution or maintaining, preserving the darkness of the natural resource, the night sky,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is uh, a, a worthwhile uh, objective for us to pursue. It illuminates us, pun intended, mm-hmm. about the connection that we have with our ancestry where our previous generations used the night sky as a navigational tool Mm -hmm. as a calendar Mm. as a spiritual connection Mm. and uh, it is there for a link to the previous generations Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. that
0: are responsible that we are here Mm -hmm. in this human form and uh, uh, um, uh, preserving the darkness of the sky is one of the most simple things that we Mm. all can do with just using proper light shielding with mm-hmm. turning off the light if we don't use it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh um but these changing these little things which are very ingrained
1: mm-hmm.
0: are one of is one of the hardest things to do the things that we do every day that are uh, in the subroutine, that we do subconsciously not even thinking about them mm. Mm-hmm. like brushing our teeth to chain to say okay my lights on if i turn off a light we can save energy we can uh, uh main, maintain the darkness of the sky so that everybody can enjoy this for free and um that is one of the hardest things to convince people mm-hmm. make them aware of a of an issue of a missing link to the night sky where most people will say, why should I turn off my light, you know, so that somebody else can uh, see the night sky. I haven't seen the stars in forever. They're not there anymore, right? The stars Mm -hmm. are long gone, Mm -hmm. whatever uh, pseudoscientific explanation you want to use. So uh, our Western lifestyle, which has Mm -hmm. some great benefits, has also some side effects including mm. climate change which are so incredibly hard to change mm-hmm. but the combined effects on a positive side can mm. be so profound and so and so great so mm. so um, it's
1: fun it's so funny you know we talk about illumination you talk about uh this ability to uh, turn off our lights which obviously illuminate our you know our ability to go ahead and be out in the dark to see our way around the dark you know but at the same point uh hamper or darken our connection to really the light in the sky or the you know our connection to the universe or nature or our ability to recognize that we are part of the whole Mm. you know and that to me is like it's huge and you know, I uh, one of the things that has really changed for me is, is is after going out to Utah and being a part of that. Uh, and you know, you do this wonderful thing that I thought was just great, which really opens it up a lot. You with the laser light, with the laser show, showing each one of the constellations, each one of the like the you know the constellation of uh, I think we went through Sagittarius and we went through Capricorn and we 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 really showed and then you. You know, you went and you did that. And for me, what changed was I came back and there's almost no night that I don't go to bed, close to bed at night and think about the stars that are out there and see them like above, like really transport myself above my bed outside of the house into the stars. And really, for me, that is my, that is my, you know, being out in the stars, that's my sacred you know sanctuary that's my sacred place right great right great you know and and I, I think that was part of the um, ettomology part of the ethos part of the constructs of where we sort of started back in the day you know really, understanding uh you know whether or not it's the mesopotamian empire or even before then really understanding the night sky as and astrology as sort of the you know mythological constructs of really understanding how our days go and how our how the as above so below as below so above And really understanding how we guide ourselves in the world. Do you have any thoughts about that in terms of, you know, I mean, because there is a, you know, there's a very big distinguishment, you know, uh, between astronomy and astrology. So I don't want to really, like, get into the astrology of it. But I do want your thoughts in terms of the mythology of the stars and how they apply towards our everyday life, if you have any.
0: Yeah the there's emptiness everywhere Mm. since you mentioned junyata Mm -hmm. and um, the sky is just a canvas and Mm. it is up to us how we connect the dots what it means to us Mm -hmm. to different cultures the night sky has a different meaning when they connect the dots which are the stars and make these uh, uh, uh patterns shapes animals gods mm-hmm. in in the sky and um um the 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 universe has mm. a profound effect On me, because some people ask me, you know, what do you think about astrology and how do the stars affect you? Mm. And I say the stars affect me in an incredibly profound way because I feel this deep connection when I look at the stars. I don't look to the stars for tell me my future, but in a certain way they are for telling me my future. Except, mm. you know, they don't tell me what I should do today or tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what the, what lottery numbers I should pick or, you know, <laughs> when I should do what. But uh, um, the mm-hmm. mythology behind this is a reflection of the stories that our cultures like to tell each other and to their next generation, how the seasonal variations of the night sky uh, affect the uh, the uh the planting process mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you should uh, rest when you should uh uh um when we should uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh you know uh, mm-hmm. go golden uh, uh migrate to different places yeah, yeah. harvest right. yes thank you mm-hmm. so uh, um mm-hmm. you know
1: one,
0: so this is a right. Uh, and this something. is like the,
1: pharma's, the pharma's farmer's is it's very, the farmer's almanac. the farmer's Yeah, very very helpful. Yeah. I mean that's that's from a celestial viewpoint, really understanding the seasonal changes and understanding the way our planet rotates around the sun and the way the because our planet does rotate around the sun, right? The sun doesn't rotate around our planet, yeah, the, right? The sun, and the and the world is round, it's not flat, right?
0: world's round, the world's <laughs> sphere, no matter what the Flat Earth Society says, uh-huh. Uh-huh. where I've been banned for 10 times in the last two years, since I kept asking, has any of the social distancing pushed anyone off the edge so, I love that, that's great. So <laughs> the Earth orbits the sun, uh-huh. all the other planets orbit the sun, right. and the right. sun drags the solar system around, the center of the Milky Way in 220 million years, so that mm-hmm. is one galactic year. So mm-hmm. the Sun is basically in front of us, and it drags the planets like a corkscrew right. around the center of the Milky Way. So now, now,
1: now, now, what is what is this this whole idea of a celestial year? What is it? 5400 years to make a celestial year, something like that. 5400 years, you know, because there is this whole construct of how we rotate around the Milky Way, sort of in a seasonal pattern every 22,000 years or something like that. What is that? Can you break that down for me? And if you're familiar with it?
0: Yeah. So, so one galactic year is our the solar system orbit mm-hmm. around the center of the Milky Way galaxy. That takes mm-hmm. about 220 million years.
1: 220 million years.
0: 120 right. million years, right. 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 yes. Right. Okay. Then we have, you mm-hmm. know, that the one Earth year is mm-hmm. the Earth's orbit around the Sun mm-hmm. to its right. uh, um, 365. Uh, first point of uh, uh, first point of Aries, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's 365 days and a quarter day. For mm-hmm. different planets, it's the farther out you go, the uh, the year is based, mm-hmm. in terms of Earth, days is longer. Mm-hmm. And then we have what is called the precession of the equinoxes. Mm-hmm. Since our Earth is a sphere, mm-hmm. there is a slight wobble in our rotational axis, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. North Pole through South Pole.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that is called the precession of the equinoxes mm-hmm. where it traces where the north star essentially wanders in a circle
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh trace it out a circle into tw- in about twenty-six thousand years
1: right that's what it is yeah so years right. so
0: my current sun sign is the capricorn onions essentially uh uh partitioned the constellations of the zodiac into 12 zodiacs each zodiac got one twelfth of the sky Mm -hmm. Um, i would have been an aquarius but Mm -hmm. because of the precession of the equinox since the Mm -hmm. babylonians Mm -hmm. i'm a capricorn today so my vedic or my sun sign if you follow this Mm -hmm. process is a capricorn because Mm -hmm. today in january on my birthday the sun is in capricorn
1: oh see no i i I think you're an Aquarius. I I make you I make bets that you're an Aquarius, especially Aquarius. especially given the fact that you're so much into the celestial bodies and so much into understanding the stars. So you know, I, I I'll 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 refute that claim and I change that that's I'm going with the I'm going with the Vedic charts anyway. I think the Vedic charts are okay much more reliable. They they really, okay. so. but uh, our listening audience does have, has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. And, uh, but maybe they do. I mean, you know, I don't want to, and if they don't, they, they need to, because this is uh, an important subject that I think we all need to understand the stars, because if we can understand the stars, maybe we could understand ourselves a little bit better as above. So below. So I just want to ask you, um, one, uh, because we're we're coming close to our time here, and I, I, I do want to uh, uh, really get to something that uh, is important. What do you hope that people take away from, uh, you know, being with you at Stargazing Zion? And, you know, what would your, you know, your greatest hope be? Because we talked about the whole idea of not being able to change everyone, be, being able to change yourself. And it seems to me like you're doing, you know, you're, you're changing lives here. Is that like one of your hopes or are there some more that you might want to kind of surface here?
0: It, it It is my wish to inspire people and mm-hmm. give them a, an opportunity to connect with the night sky again or for the first time and uh, wherever they live, whether they live in New York City, Long Island, Chicago, LA, or in the middle of Kansas or, mm-hmm. or Idaho that... Um, they will look up more often, and uh, realize this deep connection that we have with Mm -hmm. the universe and with each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, that nature is on on the timescales that we're talking about on the astronomical timescales, we are just uh, we're just a little blip, and Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully find a way to live our lives in a a meaningful Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. um
1: Mm -hmm. that sounds like some universal consciousness right there i mean it sounds like it doesn't really matter what color you are what faith you are where you come from that the universe really provides and the universe really helps people to wake up to who they are and our overall connection
0: absolutely doesn't Mm -hmm. matter where you're from
1: doesn't matter where you're from has any has anyone walked away from one of your uh one of your stargazing Zion evenings and said, you know, ah, oh, you know, ah, oh, just another uh oh, come on, just some more stars, you know? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Oh, come on. This is all you got? You only got all you have is a, all you have is some universes to show me? Come on, you know.
0: Not not yet. Not yet. But it might come, you
1: know. Yeah. And I
0: I'm not, sure. I'm not
1: sure i'm not sure i want that person on my tour uh, yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i i'm just not that doesn't no, that's funny i like it yeah. <laughs> we,
0: need, we need humor we need humor
1: yeah yeah well um so how would people get a hold of you uh Mateus? uh you know if uh, they want to go ahead and book something uh and they want to connect in with you
0: stargazingzion.com is our website mm-hmm. uh we'll hold tours at least through the you know middle of November we're working on providing a, a a a a great experience even though it gets colder when it's colder the night sky is the since the air is more stable it's actually mm-hmm. crystal clear but mm-hmm. we'll provide a heated vests for our guests when it's mm-hmm. cold so right.
1: so and you got these wonderful sort of bean bags zero bean bags. gravity yeah then you have blankets and then you're like
0: hot tea hot chocolate we'll take care of you
1: Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience, and I definitely recommend it. If you haven't uh, uh, checked it out or you're thinking about a life-changing experience, go ahead and visit StargazingZion.com and uh, uh, link in with Mateus, who is just a sweet human being and uh, very, very knowledgeable and very down-to-earth, even though he brings you into the into the night sky so it's uh it's just a great experience and i just again want to thank you so much for being on the show matthias and uh you know uh thank you so much for uh you know really opening up the sky to us
0: it's great to connect with you and charlotte keith really it was so it was so meaningful to me and made me so happy
1: yeah thank you Thank you for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this interesting conversation and the insights from Matthias Schmidt. I hope this gave you some inspiration on how to search the galaxies inside and outside of yourself to see what's happening in the world and to be inspired and aspire towards the great unknown. For more information about Matthias Schmidt or Stargazing Zion tours, go to his website. We have other exciting guests coming up on the next few weeks. So follow the podcast, connect with us, leave us a review, suggest topics. I'd love to hear from you. Connect with me on social media platforms or visit my website at workmindfulness.com for more information and mindfulness experiences. This is Keith Fiveson. Thank you so much for joining us. See you on the next show. Take care.